Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. Save the Lord. It is radio show. Do you ever get tired of that song? Do you ever get tired of me? Hope not. (laughs) Hope not on either case. Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. Our next church service is Wednesday night at 7.30. We're not reaching out for the whole country tonight. We're just reaching out for the people in this area to come and repent of your sins, be baptized in the name of Jesus, and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you live somewhere else, I could try to point you to a good church wherever you're at. This is, as you're going to find out tonight, this program is not a substitute for going to church. That's what my topic is, Pastor Bob working himself out of a job. That's kind of what my topic is tonight. We've got Brother James Loopy listening from Oskaloosa, Iowa. Tim listening from North Carolina. Jody and her kids, Bristol, Kaylee, Skyly, Bristol. Wow, Bristol's listening. Wow, there's a girl that's not usually with them. They're they're up in Harvey tonight. We've got the Millers listening in Beach. They've moved from the suburbs of Beach, Golva, to Beach, North Dakota. So they're right in right in that crime ridden town of Beach. <laughs> and not really, I'm just teasing. Beach is a small town sixty miles to the west of Dickinson and it's not crime ridden. I was just teasing. 
It's a very nice little town. Brother Griffith listening in Great Falls. Now, that might be crime-ridden. I'm not sure. You'd have to let me know. We've got, um, let's see, I thought I saw. Where did I see? Oh, yes. We've got Sister Yvonne and Sister Marin listening from Bowman. You know what? I didn't get to really talk to you guys, uh, so I feel bad about that. They came to a church picnic today, came all the way up from Bowman. I hope you guys had some good time, good fellowship there, but I didn't get a chance to talk to these two ladies. The uh, brother Joe is listening from Texarkana, Arkansas. Now we've got Texarkana and Oskaloosa, and one's in Iowa and, and one's in Arkansas. Those are funny names, but I like them. So you can text me tonight, like some of these people are, 701-290-7862. You know what? That song by Timothy Spell, this song is by the Dunaways, but I can tell Timothy Spell is singing. I want to just play this song. Can I do this? Yeah, it's my show. All right, I like this song. Listen to this song once. As the devil's right hand Cussed like a sailor Always looking for a fight Rumor was he stole the boy Truck and he died Scared the congregation One Sunday in May When he ran up to the altar And they heard Billy say Take me to the river Wash me clean Let my sins drift down to New Orleans Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico Where they'll be forgotten Everybody followed all the way to the shore In the back of our minds While we stood there and prayed We were waiting for the color of the water to change But it never did It was as filthy as him He popped up out of the water And he said it again Take me to the river Wash me clean Let my sins drift down to New Orleans Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico Pastor Bob is back, and a lot of people are texting me. Good to have all of you listening tonight. Um, the um, Zach and Leah are listening with their children, and um, that you like that uh, you like that Dunaway song. We've got Stacy listening tonight. We've got it says good evening. This is Stacy listening in, and she didn't finish it. We've got Sister Brett's listening in Kildare tonight. Missed you in church today, Sister Brett's. Always miss you when you're not there. Phil, Lisa are listening in Medora. Let's see. Who else just texted me? We've got um, the, um, I don't know who this is. Okay, well, I better just quit reading these. Pastor Bob is uh, live. I got my guitar in the studio, and Pastor Bob is alive, too. We uh, uh, Tonight I'm working myself out of a radio job with this topic. 
Matthew eighteen eighteen through 22. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them O my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. I want to talk about the power that there is in coming together in person for church. Now, I know that um, at this point you can listen live to our our ch- church services in Dickinson, but somebody else does that. I don't do it. I don't even know if I like it. Now, I know this isn't going to be popular because I know there are people that are shut-ins. I can't go to church. I get all that. But anything that would discourage people from coming to church. Like if you're listening to this radio show tonight and you could have went to church but you didn't because you thought, well, I'll listen to the Tell It Like It Is radio show tonight. This is not church. This is not coming together for church. It's not. You know, this, this, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work myself out of a, out of a, uh, job here tonight. Some people, some people are text. Somebody's texting me having trouble with their internet. The rest of you are doing all right. We've got uh, Jesus said that where two or three are gathered together in my name. The word "gathered" means exactly what you think it is, in person. And I think I'm going to get into this, and it's not going to be popular tonight. But uh, it's not just enough to come together. In fact, in Matthew 18, in these verses I read as my text. Also, just reading down a little bit, verses 21 and 22, I should mention that Peter said to him, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times Jesus saith unto him, I say unto, not unto thee, until seven times, but until seventy times seven. So it's not just coming together, but we have to come together in unity. Petty squabbles, hurt feelings can stop the move of God in your life because it's, it's going to stop what God, what Jesus is commanding us. So there is a power of coming together. There's a power of an agreement coming together. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They weren't in many places uh, Zoom meeting. They weren't in many places videoing and so on. And I, I don't want to make any apologies tonight. I'm not going to make any apologies tonight. There is a power like none other when at least two or three of God's children come together to worship God, to study his word in the name of Jesus. There's a power in that. And tonight I'm facetiously saying I'm trying to work myself out of a job because until the whole world is saved, I'll probably keep doing the radio program. But this radio program is only a stepping stone to get you, if you live in the Dickinson area, to come to church. That's all it is. If you don't have a car, we'll get you there. If you need a wheelchair, we've got strong men that will pick you up and put you in a wheelchair and roll you in. Uh, we don't want any excuses. We don't want you to believe that you can't come for any particular reason. We want you to come to church. There's a power in coming together. And we're going to talk about it tonight on this program. Verse 20, where Jesus said, where two or, you th- two or three of you are gathered together, it means exactly what you think. Now let me just digress a little bit, and it's on my topic, but recently, and even in the news today, one of my brothers in the Lord, Brother Tony Spell, has been in the news, and he's been in the trouble with the law, Simply for holding church services. Simply for believing what I'm going to talk about tonight on this radio show. I know Brother Spell's not listening to me tonight because they have a Sunday night service, and I'm sure they're doing that right now. But I want to talk about him for just a moment. I want to talk. It was amazing to me to see a Acts 2.38 apostolic preacher in the headlines of the news for a, even just about in a daily occurrence for a period of time. 
Just about everywhere you looked, you read or heard about a man named Tony Spell that was in trouble with the law in uh, Baton Rouge because simply because he held church, he wouldn't stop holding church even when they put him under house arrest. His church, his house was close to the church, but it was far enough away to where he was in trouble every time he walked to the church to preach. And Brother Spell was saying it all along. It's a command of God that his people come together. It's, it's a command of God. It's, it's a command of the Scriptures. And we're going to go over some of those commands tonight. Now, our church did not close down during the pandemic. We, we didn't. Um, you know, we, we were careful. We, we uh, tried to listen to what the health officials were saying. Uh, they were telling us that there was going to be this curve, and we just needed to kind of be patient and then be careful, and then eventually enough people would have been exposed to this flu that you know everybody was going to be okay. Well, we've come to see that the, now they're changing this story constantly. Now, I am, I guess, proud of the fact that we didn't close our church down. We didn't stop holding services. I feel like we were on the right side of that idea. We didn't make as big of stink as Brother Spell made. But we did make a stink, and it did make the news. It made the North Dakota news. I wasn't trying to make the news. I, I have no intention to make the news. I have bigger fish to fry than being on the news. Um, I don't mind talking politics, but I have bigger fish to fry than politics. I, I, there are, I don't care whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. You still have to obey Acts 238. And so it doesn't matter to me what you, what you believe politically. It doesn't make any difference to me. It really doesn't. And that's why you've never heard me talk about politics on this show. But I, I believe that many churches, and probably churches here in Dickinson, North Dakota, realized that they made a stake, mistake when they closed their churches down last year for COVID. I, I think there are people that made a mistake, and I, you know what? I'm going to just tell you this. I am not here to belittle you if you made a mistake. I'm not here to do that. I, I think all of us were concerned about the, you know, what they were telling us on these health risks. Um, you know, and it was a bad flu, and and it still is a bad flu, and it's a contagious flu. You know, I, I believe that's true. But, and you know, and we're not here to argue about that or talk about it. I want to talk to you about where Jesus said, if two or three of you are gathered together in my name, I'll be in the midst of you. You know, we didn't close down as a church. I feel stronger about that today than I did then. The new... Delta variant of this flu, you know, it's not going to close our church down. Could I die of it? Yes. I can, I can get the flu and die. Pastor Bob is not Superman. I'm not making any claims to being, um, you know, invincible. I'm not. I, I've heard of people during COVID that did those things and they're dead. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not interested in that. That's not my battle. But the same COVID that they were telling us to flatten the curve back then is still in full force today. And now I notice many churches are having church today, and I'm thankful that they are. But tonight in this broadcast, I want to tell you why it's important that we come together for church, <clears throat> and we come together often. That's that's my broadcast. I want I want to tell you why. You know, um, and it, and I'm going to turn to Hebrews chapter 10 and verses, verse 24 through 25. This, this, um, uh, you know, I'm not going to try to make anybody here feel guilty for not coming to church tonight. I'm not. This isn't my broadcast. It's not. I, I don't, I don't even like to operate that way. I, there's nothing you can do about if you miss church today or last week. You can't do anything about that. I want to sell you on why it's important that we meet together for church. Because there are people listening to me tonight that don't go to church. And you've got your excuses. And maybe this flu bug is one of them. But don't be a hypocrite, because if you're going anywhere, if you're going to the grocery store and you're not going to church, that doesn't make any sense to me. And it doesn't make any sense to me 
if you're not going to if you're not going to the grocery store because you're afraid of getting sick, you still should be going to church because Jesus said, "Where two of or three of you are gathered together in my name, I'll be in the midst of them." Now, to be in internet land midst of them, that didn't even exist back then. Jesus wasn't talking about that. He was talking about physically coming together. Whew, I'm getting a lot of feedback tonight, and it's all good so far. Appreciate that. Hey, can I, you know, I got my guitar in the studio. I'm going to try to play a song, but this song I haven't played for years, and I forgot that I wrote it. So how's that going to go? Now, do I even remember the words? I don't have the words written down here. So uh, on live radio, is this wise? Um, <laughs> let's try it. I, I like. I remember like the first part of this song, and I wrote the song. And uh, I was just I before the show started, I was just playing around on my guitar, and I played this little um, uh, rhythm uh, deal, and I thought, oh, that's a song I wrote. So, let's see if I can. If you had a son, hey, I think I got it, and you loved him more than anyone. And then some wicked men took your son and murdered him. What would you do to them? Vengeance would say, I'll kill the ones who committed this crime against my son. Justice would say they all have to pay. It's what they deserve for what they did that day. But mercy would say I love them. Mercy would say let them go. Mercy would say, I forgive them, and their love shall be white as snow. Now you may say that there is no one who would offer his mercy when this was done. There is one. And he's here today. He offers his mercy for you, your debts to pay. And he does it every single day. A thief hanging on a cross. They said he did not have a prayer. It was his sin and rebellion. That put him there When the truth really was A prayer was all he had indeed And in the end his prayer Was all that he would need Cause Jesus said I forgive you Jesus said, I'll let you go. Jesus said, I love you, and your sins shall be white as snow. And your sins shall be white as snow. Huh. Wrote that song years ago, and I kind of forgot about it. And um, I, I, re- I really need to record some of these old songs I wrote because I think my grandkids might like them someday. In fact, I've got one of my grandkids is kind of redoing some of my old songs, which uh, maybe he'll become famous, and uh, and that's all right with me. A lot of people texted me that while I was singing that song, and they were saying, hey, Pastor Bob, can I have your autograph? No, that's not what they were saying, but um, encouraging me and and so on. Appreciate that. program tonight is not about COVID. It's not about us bragging about that we didn't close our church down. In fact, if you did close your church down and you realized you made a mistake, 
That's fine. Uh, when we make a mistake, we just move on and we learn from that. And um, if, if you're apostolic and you closed your church down um, and you, I'm just telling you, don't do it again. Hebrews 10.24 says, let us, it, Hebrews 10.24 and 25, 25 says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more. Like he said, don't, don't quit going to church. Don't quit meeting together for church. And in verse 24, he tells us why. And I want to tell you why. Number one, it says, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Consider one, one another. The, uh, the, the Greek word is kantanemo, or kanta, kant, uh, I can't say Greek very well. Sounds Greek to me. Kant, kanto oeo. Kanto, no, kant and oeo. That's how it goes. It means to look each other over. We come to church to look each other over, see how we're doing. You're not going to get that on your your uh, little video church. Come to church to look each other over. You say, well, does what does that do? It helps. Like, look at these groups that come together to look each other over. These, like, for instance, AA, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous. They come together, look each other over. You know how many people were hurting because they quit their AA meetings during COVID? A lot of people. You can't go to school really effectively without, I mean, your teacher can't really tell you if you're cheating. She can't look you over. How about Weight Watchers? Weight Watchers, um, they look each other over. Like, they can tell if you've been cheating because you're still fat. You know, you're, you know, they can tell if you're losing weight. People go to Weight Watchers meetings to lose weight. They need accountability. And Paul's, or the writer of Hebrews said, one of the reasons we come to church is to consider one another. That means to look each other over. You know, I'm going to say to you that are listening to me that shut your churches down during COVID and didn't learn your lesson, please don't shut this program off today because I'm telling you, it's one thing to make a mistake once and learn from it, but if we keep making the same mistake again, There were people that were hurt spiritually because churches shut their doors. It sent a message to people that what we're doing really isn't that important. It sent a message to people that you can skip church and it really is no big deal. And here again, if, you know, if, in fact, if you're a pastor here today and you haven't done it yet and you shut your church down, maybe. Maybe just get up and apologize next Sunday or Wednesday. Say, folks, you know, I was trying to use my head. I was trying to use my brain. I was trying to make a good decision. I thought this flu was like leprosy, and (coughs) I shut our church down. But I'm not going to do it again. I want to apologize for that, and we're going to move forward. That's not going to make you look stupid. Number two, it said here we come to church to provoke one another. Paroxym, to incite for the good, to provoke one another to good works and to love. We draw strength from each other. We encourage each other. We pray for each other. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, iron, iron sharpeneth iron. In other words, an iron sharpening tool can sharpen another tool. You can't do that online. Iron can't sharpen iron online. It doesn't. And so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. You know, I'm kind of doing this program to work myself out of a job. In other words, quit, if you live in the Dickinson area, or Bowman or Beach or Beulah or any of these areas where I can get you to a good church, I'm trying to get you to stop listening to me on the radio and start coming to church. It's way better that way. It it is. It's it's way better that way. You you know you're not gonna you're not gonna see. That's why I'm saying I I don't know I, you know what during the COVID thing I went online with this um what what did I Mixler it was an audio deal. I never did like it. I I felt like I was hamstrung there in the church. I didn't know who was listening to me and this. Sometimes what I preach to our church isn't just for the people that are there. 
That's all. That's all. That's what I want to preach to. I do the radio. It's a little more general. But sometimes in the church, I get a little more specific. But now we're doing it again, and I, you know, the guy doing it is my son. So I mean, I could stop it if I want to, and I'm thinking about it. You say, "Well, that's the way I listen to you, Pastor Simons, Pastor Bob. That's the way I listen." Well, figure out a way to come to church. Listening to church on Mixler is not the same as being there. Just recently, I was visiting with a, a young man that is, is a friend of our family, and I really like him. And he told me that Brother Spell was his pastor, and he listened online to Brother Spell. And I told him, I know Brother Spell would encourage you to find a local church. I know he would. And so he did. I heard he was there this Sunday, and it made me very happy. It's not here in this city. It's in a different city. It made me very, very happy that he found a good apostolic church. You see, pastor. the, the title of this program Pastor Bob is trying to work himself out of a radio job. That's what I'm trying to do tonight. I want you to be in a live, in-person church service where we can look you over, we can provoke you to good works, we can pray with you, we can encourage you, we can sharpen each other, you can be a blessing to others there, which is part of our growth. You know, you might be a brand new believer, and you there's room in our church for you to help somebody. Just recently, I heard a criticism in our church from about somebody criticized our church. Sometimes it does get under my skin when people think, because I'm a United Pentecostal preacher, that I, I'm going to let down on holiness. That, that kind of bugs me. It shouldn't bug me, but it kind of bugs me. Because there's a lot of United Pentecostal preachers out there that love holiness. <laughs> and I'm one of them, and I hang out with a bunch of them. And so it bugs me. But I heard a criticism. It didn't come to me firsthand. It came to me secondhand. But somebody from somewhere else said, that Pastor Bob, he lets people work in the kitchen that, that don't look like they're dressed like Pentecostals. I said, they're working in the kitchen. You know what? If, if you're listening to me tonight, you bet they're going to work in the kitchen. They're gonna, And if they want to shovel the sidewalk... If they've been drinking and they want to shovel the sidewalk, I'll let them. I mean, you don't need a halo to run a Hoover. You you don't. Now you might have to be in lead, to be in leadership in our church. We've got we got some requirements, you know, like any good church would. But I'm telling you that we come to church because it's not you're not going to get it without coming to church. If you love Jesus, you're going to want to come to church. You know, um, if they shut the churches down again in some of these states, I'm hoping North Dakota, I hope they're smart enough here not to do that. But if they do shut our church down legally, Pastor Bob's going to get there anyway. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, waste a bunch of time. I don't want to, like I say, I'm not in this life to get in trouble. I'm, I'm friends with our county sheriff. I love the police. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, you know, these, these, you know, our law enforcement, they do their job. They do the job none of the rest of us want to do. You know, when, when things get tough, you can call the police. I would, I do, I will. You know, if you, if you come and say, I'm going to kill you, Pastor Bob, I'll probably call the police. <laughs> say, Hey, just a minute. I'm going to make a phone call, but I don't want to go to jail. But if they make it against the law to go to church, I probably will. And you're saying, well, that's really brave to say that. No, I'm just telling you, we didn't shut our church down, but we got real concerned. But the next time this comes around, I'm not going to be as concerned. Because Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'll be in the midst of them. And what's so neat is, well, I'm not really playing songs or anything tonight, really, but but what's so neat is is that God's multiplication is kind of weird. Like in Leviticus 26 and 8, the Bible says, and five of you shall chase a hundred. So that's one to twenty. And then he said, a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. Well, that's a hundred to ten thousand. That's one to a hundred. 
seems like with God, the more you put of us together, it begins to multiply, but not according to standard mathematics, but more of an increment of kind of a, um, you know, it, it, it goes up in a different way. You know, this, this, um, you know, I, here again, I'm, oh, my wife said I'm doing good. Listen to this. She said, you're doing really good, babe. Oh, I love it when she calls me babe. My, you know what? My wife never texts me. I must be doing good tonight. Thank you. Usually I make her nervous when I do the radio show. Like she gets nervous. Like she, she's like, oh, what's he going to say next? I hope everybody doesn't get mad at us. My wife told me a long time ago, what they're doing is not about health. It's about scaring people. My wife's a nurse. Like she's a professional medical person. But she comes to church. I mean, is coming together, physically coming together, essential? I believe it is. You know, in in Hebrews 10.25, he said, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Assembling together is a Greek word. Let's see if I can say it. Episun oge. I should practice these earlier so people think I know them. Episun ag oge. Assembling together. In Greek, it's one word. It simply means a complete collection, especially a Christian meeting for worship. Assembling together means a complete collection. If you're a member of our church in Dickinson, we don't have a complete collection if you're not there every service. You know, if your car breaks down, take a take a taxi to church. I think we did that once. I think our car broke down, we called the taxi. You say you're bragging again, Pastor Bob. Well, maybe I am. You know, I gotta maybe I should talk about other people. Okay, let me let me talk about other people. I know people listening to me tonight in Beach, North Dakota that drive 60 miles every Sunday morning to church. Is it easy? No, they have to leave really early to get there. It's It turns into like an all-day event for them. Uh, I know people, I know a, a single rancher lady, she was there today. She drives about 45 miles from north of, kind of northeast of Hebron to church on Sunday mornings. We've got people that live... Two families that live in the middle of the Badlands, north of Medora, that drive 20 miles of gravel every Sunday morning and Wednesday night to come to church. In fact, this past winter, uh, one of the men, his name is Abe, his car wouldn't start. And the, the air temperature, not the wind chill, not, some of you from Louisiana won't understand this, but the air temperature was minus 30-something below. That's cold. His, he doesn't have a phone out there. He and his wife and little baby, they live in a place where there's no phone service, there's no landline. They live, you know, they live in a rustic place. They're, they're ranchers, great people. And his car wouldn't start, his pickup wouldn't start. So he walked two miles to the other house to tell him we need a ride to church. And when he got there, his eyes were frozen shut. Now, why would he do that? Because that particular young man and his wife, they think church is essential. Would have anybody understood that they didn't come to church? Absolutely. Would the pastor got mad at him for not coming to church? Not on your life I wouldn't have got mad at him. I would have completely understood. But that's not the way he felt not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. Like some people are. Even back in the Bible days, in the New Testament times, there were people that weren't coming to church. The writer of Hebrews said there's people like that. They're not coming to church. I just got a text from a a Lori out in South Hart. She's got really some neat kids. One of her little boys, or one of her boys, his name is Bruno. And he says he's he's sick, going to be six. <coughs> he says every day, when is the next church service? That's what he said. When's the next church service, Mom? 
Because Bruno, going to be six in September, September 2nd, going to be six. Ha, I remembered. He believes church is essential. And some of you old people won't go to church. Well, I just don't feel good. You know, my foot hurts, my back hurts, my leg hurts, my head hurts, my eye hurts, my throat hurts. <sighs> I told myself I wasn't going to try to make people feel guilty. Here I am. Pastor Bob, he can't help it, can he? Now my wife's nervous. It says not forsaking. Everybody say not. It doesn't say forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. It says not forsaking. I can't even pronounce this Greek word. Let's see. Inkat el ipo. Inkat el ipo. To leave behind in some place. To desert. Don't desert church. You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm tired. I don't feel good. Can't afford the gas. Getting kind of old to travel all the time. Blah blah blah. You know, in our church in Dickinson, if you're too old to travel, if you just tell me, I'll find somebody to give you a ride. If you want to come, you know, I, I'm going to tell you this, and here again, you do whatever with what you want, but I'm going to be 63 this week. And I'm not very old. In fact, I feel for some reason I'm getting kind of a second wind here, and I don't know why. Some of it had to do with what when I when I saw that deal that Sister Kathy Springer showed me of a 98 year old guy from their home church that still leads worship service. That kind of got me going. I'm, I'm going to start um, exercising a little bit, kind of getting in shape because I thought, you know what? If the Lord tarries, and I'm 98, and I can still lead. What if I'm 98 and they still let me get up there with my guitar? And and what if people would worship and stuff while I sing when I'm 98? Wouldn't that be cool? You know, so I, I'm not. But you know what? Uh, to anybody listening, I know there's people from our church listening out there. Get me to church. If I'm old, if I got Alzheimer's, I mean, unless I'm going to hurt somebody, or, you know, I mean, whatever. You know, get me to church. I want to be that old guy in church. I want to be the old lady in church I saw one time full of arthritis. She was wrapped up in a little ball. She couldn't hardly move. But when it came, when the music started playing, she started worshiping. I want to be that old person. And some of you are young and you miss church for no reason. When the Bible says that Jesus said, that I'm going to be in the midst of you when you come together. Notice this, and I'm going to end my program with this, and I probably won't finish, but in Hebrews 10.25, it says we shouldn't stop going to church. Notice this, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I am watching with my eyes the end times of the world unfold. They're coming together right before my eyes. Like, I never could have figured out. Like, I'll just tell you. Now, I'm not doing a Bible prophecy thing tonight, but I'm going to tell you. The Bible says in the last days that people are going to be required to take a mark to buy or sell. And this mark, along with this mark, apparently comes some type of an allegiance to a governmental system that's run by a man or a person called the Antichrist. Well, I thought in my mind, I've always believed the Bible. Well, I haven't always, but since I've been 20, I believe the Bible. And I thought, how in the world are they going to talk everybody in the world to doing this? Like like the hillbillies from Kentucky, you know? How are they going to talk them into doing this? The, the conservative ranchers from southwest North Dakota, how are they going to talk them? You know, I mean, these people, if you're not from North Dakota, the, the southwestern part of North Dakota is kind of a libertarian a good people, a peaceful people, a nonviolent people, but don't tell them what to do if it doesn't make any sense. Like, don't do that. Because they're not going to do it. They won't. I mean, even law enforcement out here knows that. Like, the, the people from southwest North Dakota, they, they believe in speed limits. They believe in gun safety. They, they believe in, you know, they, they, they believe in all that. I mean, they're not, they're good people. But you can't really tell them what to do. And I couldn't think, how in the world, how in the world are is this Antichrist going to get people to take this mark? How in the world is he going to get these fundamentalist Muslims 
to do what he wants them to do. And then, a year ago, a year and a half ago, when this flu bug, this contagious flu bug came out, and everybody got paralyzed with fear, people started coming together in an agreement like, you know, we better we better do what the government says. You know, you know, I'll tell you this, this I'm watching it unfold. Vaccine mandates are coming. <laughs> Does I do I sound weird tonight? Do I sound like I'm some kind of a some kind of a conspiracy guy? How do I know they're coming? Because the government's saying, "Oh, we're not at this time going to require or vaccine mandates." Why even talk about it? Like is in America, you can't do that. But they're talking about it. And I'm watching this unfold. You've never heard Pastor Bob talk like this, have you? I try to stay away from, like, fringe things. But I'm watching it happen right before my eyes. And the Bible said, don't stop meeting, physically meeting together for church, especially... As you see the day, what day? This end day, this last day, this time when the world is going to change and, and, and it's going to go through this horrible time and then Jesus is going to come back and set up his kingdom. Don't stop coming to church, especially now. Notice the example of the early church. Acts 2.42, it says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Okay, you could probably do that online. But it says, and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, which I don't necessarily think is talking about communion there, but I believe it's talking about fellowship and eating together. You can't eat together and fellowship together online. They don't, unless the iPhone 12 has a deal where I can pass a piece of bread to you through that, I, it doesn't going to work. That word continued steadfastly is said twice in these verses. Continued steadfastly, continued daily. The Greek word for that means to be earnest towards it, to persevere, to be constantly diligent, or to attend all the exercises. Continue steadfastly in the Apostles' Doctrine. Didn't really get to that. I kind of hinted around about Acts 2.38 tonight. That's part of the Apostles' Doctrine. That's the part that tells you what to do to be saved. Repent, be baptized, In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then the Bible says that they were in in fellowship, in breaking of bread. They They were together in prayers. There is power when people come together in agreement. I My text, Jesus said, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, that they shall ask. It shall be done for them in my Father, which is in heaven. And then verse 20. For, like in other words, you better, if you see four, you better ask why it's there for. You know, like it's there because verse 19. If two of you agree, four, where two or three are gathered together in my name. Like in other words, we, there is a power when we're together and brother Joe Hostetler walks up to me and says, Brother Simons, would you agree with me to pray for this? And maybe we hold hands, maybe we don't, but we would just pray, and there's an, there's an agreement there. You know, much so much the more as we de- see the day appointed. You know what? I, I have not, I'm not trying to come across as judgmental or critical tonight. If you made a mistake and you closed your church down during COVID, I understand. I felt the pressure. I wondered if I was doing something stupid for a while. There were people even in our own church that really wondered, you know, is is our pastor doing the right thing? And I told them, you know, folks, you just got to trust me on this. If you're uncomfortable coming to church because of this flu, stay home. I'll still love you. I'm not putting any pressure on you, but I'm coming. I'm going to be here. You know, you know, Governor, if you're listening today, the governor of the state of North Dakota, he probably is not. But if you're listening today, uh, please don't make some kind of law 
that says we can't come together for church in our state? Because I'm a law-abiding person, really. Make make any law you want to, but when it contradicts the Scripture, I can't. I'm going to have to obey God instead of you. And I would would very much like to obey the laws of the land. I'm I'm a I I am a law abiding person. You know, I'm not like some kind of rebellious whatever. But God's laws supersede the state's laws. You know, stick with it. Stay together. Don't give up. You know, the Bible said in verse forty seven of Acts chapter two These people that were coming together, they were coming together daily. It says they were praising God, having favor with all the people, which we are right now. The Lord is sending people our way. There was two new, brand new people in church again today, and I asked them, how did you find us? We've been seeing your sign on the interstate. I thought, cool. You know, we had other people there today, new people. But it says, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So if we continue to come together in one accord, in agreement, what's going to happen? The Lord's going to start adding to the church. These other churches, if they, when they shut down the churches again, like probably they will try, and these other churches that shut down, I want to tell you, I'm not trying to be uh, like battle-minded here or anything, but if you live in the Dickinson area, come to our church because we're not going to close. Because what Jesus said, I don't know why it is. I don't, I can't explain it. Why didn't he just say, when any one of you pray to me, I'll be in the midst of them? But that's not what he said. He said, where two or three are gathered, and that word gathered means like to where we can be with each other, together in my name. There am I in the midst of them. You know, I mean, we pray for each other. We pray for the sick in church. You can't do that online. Now we can pray for each other without seeing each other. But the Bible talks even about anointing with oil. Uh, this this may be really challenging to some people that are listening tonight. I mean, this may be like this may be really challenging you. Maybe there are people that are angry with me tonight. But I don't know how to say this in a nice way. But I believe this. Like I didn't take a public poll before I went on the radio station tonight to see what the average person in Dickinson, North Dakota felt like, although I do think most of you feel like I do. But I, because there's a lot of common sense people here. Church is an essential thing. And the people that don't believe it's essential, they're they're on their way away from God anyway. They are. They ha- they've been missing church for other reasons anyway. You know, I, I mean... I've done programs about other programs about why it's so important to come to church, but tonight I'm just coming across it, and this is why we do it. Jesus will be there when we come to church. That's what the Scripture says. I mean, I how many times, uh, you know, he said, uh, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. There's power there. You know, we, we've got a wonderful church, a lot of wonderful people. But just like as in any church, there's always people that are either on their way in to church or on their way away from church or people that just hang around the fringes of the church. If you're listening to me tonight and you go to our church in Dickinson, but you don't attend there faithfully, I don't want you to ever listen to this radio show again until you come on Sundays and Wednesdays every week. So really? Yeah, really. I don't want you to. Because this is not church. This is a radio show. This is informational. Do I believe God can touch people that are listening? Yes, because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. But this is not church. When I get on the air, and I didn't preach this in our church today, but sometimes when I get on the air, I talk about on the radio what I preached in church. But it's not the same. It never is the same. If you're not there, you don't feel the presence of God. You don't feel the power of God. You don't, you're not there to be inspired by all the wonderful people there and all the well-behaved children there, by the way. We got a church full of children. I mean, for the most part, they're well-behaved. 
You know, they sit there and listen and and um, come up and pray. Many of the church, many of the kids in our church worship, and we baptized an eight-year-old boy today that re- has already received the Holy Ghost earlier. And um, you know, I mean, this isn't going to happen online. Your kids aren't going to get the Holy Ghost online. Well, what should I do next? Probably give out some information. This is the Tell It Like It Is show. Pastor Bob pastors the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota, and I'm trying to work myself out of a job tonight, get you away from listening to the radio, and get you to come to our church. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. That's a regular church service. If you like to pray, we have prayer at 7 o'clock before church. And we have a special room, and I've asked everybody to come into that room. We play some soft music if you if you like that. If you don't like it, you can move away from the soft music and get to a different spot. You know, this. Uh, uh, we pray. Uh, we are asking God for direction during the service, and then we have our church service, which we start out with prayer, with singing. We sometimes have a prayer for... Uh, individual needs. Sometimes we call people that need healing to come up and we anoint them with oil like the Scripture says. There's usually somebody that preaches or teaches the Word of God. And then sometimes at the end of the service we have time for consecration, time for prayer. Not always. We It's not always the same. You never know what you're going to get into in a Pentecostal church. Preacher doesn't even know what he's going to do sometimes. Wednesday nights at 7.30. Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock is our worship service. Now, listen very carefully to me. At 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings, we have Sunday school, and during the summer, we have a really neat children's church. And uh, that children's church children's church, is for children ages 4, 3 or 4, all the way up until the 12-year-old age in children's church. And then we have a youth class. We have two adult Bible classes. And we keep them in two so we can keep them smaller so there can be a little bit of discussion there. We have at the very entrance to the church, like if you're afraid of churches, you don't want to go to church, at the very entrance to our church, we have a special room there. And I teach a class at 10 o'clock. From 10 o'clock, about 5 after 10, till about 10.50. And we call it a basic Bible class. And I'm looking for new students. Uh, this week we had a few, but I'm looking for new students. We just started over again. You can, I mean, uh, like our next lesson is there is a God. That's how basic it is. You know, this is, so I'm looking for people. You, you can hate the Bible. You can hate church. You, you, you can say, you can declare, I'll never go to church again. But I want you to come to Pastor Bob's um, Bible study on Sunday mornings from 10 to 10.50 at the very entrance to our church. Um, there's there's coffee there. There's cookies there. And we're going to go over the basic, what the Bible basically teaches and to teach you what it means to be a Christian. One of my... One of my Ministers in our church just texted me. He said, there's now an app to perform laying on of hands and anoint with oil. Purchase of the app. Let's see. He's probably just, he's always messing with me. See, purchases of the app also comes with an extra set of hands and a little vial of oil. Okay. The, the, uh, oh, one of my fans. Okay. Oh, boy. I need to, uh, you know, there are, I'm getting a lot of encouragement tonight here. I really am. Uh, if you live in Bowman, North Dakota, we have a Pentecostal church down there, 18 North Main, Bowman. They have service Thursday nights at 7.30, Sunday mornings at 10.30. And um, we um, have a couple precious ladies from that church listening tonight. I'm thankful they are. We have um, a church in Beach, North Dakota, 7.30 Tuesday nights at the Beach Community... <laughs> Excuse me, at the Beach Community Center. We have, um, and then we're in the process of building a building there, and when we do, it's going to be bittersweet because all of our beach people 
won't be coming to here to church on Sunday anymore, and I'm really bummed out about that. But our goal is to start Acts 238 churches in every city in this southwest North Dakota. So we've got, you know, if we can count Beulah, we've got four so far down here. Um, and so they have church on Tuesday night at 730. So we want you to come to church. We don't want you to, you know, this radio show is not church. We've got, uh, oh, Ben Yoder said nice things to me. Brother Blackshear, the world-famous evangelist, um, he's going to be, uh, he just asked me, how can you get baptized online? The uh, somebody, A little boy told his mom to tell Pastor Bob he really wants to get baptized, but mom says he needs to repent first. He told his mom, I repent all the time, but I still don't know. So that's pretty funny. Pat was joking, of course. Uh, Brother Johnson, um, the uh, listen, Shane's listening tonight. Haven't heard from Shane for a long time. Lord Jesus, we pray tonight that you will be with us. Lord, I, I pray that somehow that you can just help these words I said to come across as a challenge, not as a condemning sound. Lord, for those that really... Um, you know, fell into this not coming together, meeting together uh, during the first time. I pray that you give them courage and wisdom, Lord, to to not do that again. But, God, that we would uh, just go through these things as a body of believers together. We just pray in Jesus' name. I've been giving out my text number all through the program, 701-290-7862. If you have a disagreement with me tonight, if you think I'm dumb, you think I'm stupid, you live in Dickinson, I'll, if you're... You know, I'd be willing to meet you for a cup of coffee if you're a pastor. Love to meet with you. Till next week, Sunday night, God bless you and go to church.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.